0: Welcome, you're listening to The Cultivate Podcast, where we share stories to help us cultivate the characteristics of Christ. We're your hosts, Lydia Bridgman. And Kayla Hallstrom. Thanks
1: for joining us as we grow together. Welcome back to the Cultivate Podcast. Today we are shifting the focus a little bit and talking about the next generation. And what we mean by that is we're talking about and talking to students. Lydia and I both value pouring into those who are younger than us. As you have heard us talk about, Lydia is a teacher and I work in children's ministry and serve with high school and college students. Today, we have one of my very, very, very (laughs) favorite seniors here joining us to tell us what it's like to be a believer in high school right now. Though we aren't that far removed from high school, we recognize that Things are changing quickly and it's our responsibility to pass on what we know. So Gracie, thank you for going first with us and giving us some perspective on the next generation. We're so glad
0: you're here. Hi, you guys. <laughs> You're, so, You're cute. so cute. This I is so it. fun. Yeah, I'm this so is exciting. And Gracie, so we've had a crazy journey. I feel like all of our podcasts lately, we have crazy journeys yeah, to get here. Yeah, how we're getting here. <laughs> What's yes, going on? Yes, we had some technical difficulties, but then last week, Gracie, it's awesome. She was in California. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that. What did you do there? Yeah, um, I actually
2: went on a mission trip a few months back to the Dream Center in LA. So I went to visit some friends out there, but we actually got to go see it again and meet some people. So it was a little bit of a vacation yeah. and a little bit of meeting up with some people. Yeah. So it I feel was like super when you fun. go to
0: California, like how is it supposed to like not be a vacation? Right. true. <laughs> it's so pretty. Oh, it's my beautiful, yeah. but that is so cool that you yeah. were able to go back within only a couple months. Yeah, it was I love so that. much fun. Well, Gracie, you are just such a fun person all around. <laughs> just the few times that I've spent with you, and I know Kayla spent lots of memories with you, um, and it just always seems like people want to be around you. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that it's because you just, even right now, you just shine the light of Christ um, by the joy that you have. Mm-hmm. And that's just such a huge thing I feel like that Kayla and I both see in you. Absolutely. So Gracie, tell us a little bit about yourself, school, um, your age, maybe what you're loving lately, your yeah. family, whatever makes Gracie yeah, Gracie. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
2: I'm 17 I'm a senior at Richwoods High School and I grew up at Peoria Christian. So I just transferred Um, my junior year. I transferred and I love it. It was a huge change, but it was super good for me just to be able to walk my faith out by myself. And that like really played into the role of me being an extrovert. Like I've always loved people and I get Mm -hmm. my energy from being around people. So being in a different environment and just getting to love people constantly has just... I don't know. It's been so, so fun just to love people and meet people. And that plays into my job. And I'm a nanny for a little boy with autism. So sweet. And he has my whole heart, but I do that. So that's just a continual, almost like rebuilding and like recentering and having that time to be with him and It's not always easy, but I just love that. And then um, I also love to read. And to work out is like a huge getaway for me when I feel like I'm by too many people. (laughs) And then I need every once in a while. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love people and I draw energy from that. But sometimes I'm like. I need a minute. So, but yeah, that's me. I'm yeah. pretty simple. Oh, that's so,
0: awesome. so simple. And I love your outlook too on changing schools. Because yeah. I'm sure some people who are listening have experienced that before. Mm-hmm. I know Kayla and I both but have. I say I
1: changed schools at the exact same time yeah. you did. Yeah. Can't
0: say I have that positive <laughs> attitude. And I had. did it in middle school. So, oh, man, you. middle school. But I just love that perspective. Because it is a whole new group of people yeah. Yeah. to invest in and live yeah. on and form relationships with. So yeah. I think that's really cool.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I probably already know a few of these answers, but I have a feeling <laughs> that you'll probably surprise me too. Like you'll you'll say something, I'll be like, Why did I not know that? Even though I've known you for like what, five, six forever, seven years. I don't know. It feels like a long time. All right, you have to tell me, what is your favorite thing about being 17 and a part oh, of the next generation?
2: I love being 17. This has been like my favorite age. It's been like, I have the freedom to be independent. I have my license. Mm. My parents are like, okay, you're old enough to make your own decisions, but you're still at home. So I don't have to pay bills. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's So that's great. That. <laughs> so that's great. And I just love it. It's like this on the cusp of like okay i'm 18 almost and i'm going to have to go to college but right now it's senior year and nothing's too serious and it's just a relaxed time of like where does god want me to go and
1: where do like how do i line up with that you know mm. yep. yeah was that's it exciting us Are we talking about how there are a lot of songs written about 17-year-olds?
2: Yes, every single song is about being 17. Every single one. I can't
1: remember that conversation. I can't think of any of the songs off the top of my head.
0: 17. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, there's a movie about 17. Isn't the magazine? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. 16. Oh, this it is 17 six, magazine. Is it 17 Maybe magazine? Did i yeah. You ever read that?
1: No, you probably no, didn't, right. did <laughs> <laughs> That's us.
0: Sorry, we're supposed to be talking about <laughs> yeah. your generation, not yeah, ours. Is so funny. Yeah, oh, so you love being 17. I love What about being a part of, just knowing that you're a part of this next generation that I feel like is so pivotal right now?
2: Yeah, it's interesting. There are so many negative things said about my generation but at the same time there's so much talk about like the Lord is moving in this generation and Jesus totally has this generation and then like I said on the other side it's like these kids are obsessed with technology and they don't know how to talk to people.
1: (laughs) I, I do have one question. What is it with your generation's obsession with the color yellow? I don't. I wish I could tell you. It's just so happy. (laughs) I mean, we've got the blush pink on our side, yeah, Yeah. millennial pink. But like you guys are all about the yellow. We love
2: the yellow. It's happy. It is happy. That's true. (laughs) That's good.
1: Yeah,
0: I love that so much. Well, kind of continuing on with that topic just of your generation and mm-hmm. and how important of a generation it is right now. Um, it's just amazing to see that even though we're one kind of stage ahead mm-hmm. in life of you, just in terms of age, because you're very mature, mm-hmm. but that our generations can have such differences. Yeah. Um, in the past five years or so, things in our world have already changed so, so much, you know, different mm-hmm. Laws being passed, political changes, and just so much more, I feel like, that we view as darkness, Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, in our world that um, our world's just becoming more full of hurt and sin in a lot of different ways. However, The cool thing is, I feel like, is that I believe that though there's such a greater opportunity for your generation's light to shine even brighter right, in that darkness, right. and that's why we want to bring this conversation today. So how can we, as the generation just one step ahead of you, help your generation to continue to live boldly for yeah. Christ? Um. One thing that I wanted to mention is obviously I don't
2: know every single person in my generation. What? I know. Ugh. It's so surprising. We brought the wrong person here. <laughs> um, so I can really only speak for myself and the people that I do know, but I'm really bad at asking for help. And mm-hmm. I feel like that is a consistent thing with people my age is like we've grown up with that mental attitude of, I got this. Everything's great. And for me personally, that has not set me back, but I'm more stubborn. Mm -hmm. And so like that is something that your generation, Kayla, has been so special and helpful with is saying- are you okay?
1: <laughs> Tears oh my god. I'm gonna
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, do you need something? How can I help you? And even like those text messages from you just randomly have been like exactly when I needed them because that is something that I struggle with, mm. is saying, I'm not okay and I do need help. And your generation, I feel like, is so much more intact with that. Like, I feel like my generation mm. is very emotional. We're very yeah. emotional. And that can be happy and not so happy, but your generation is as well, but in a more, this is how I handle this. Yeah. Does that make
0: sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what do you think, just off the top of your head, in, in your heart too, mm-hmm. what do you kind of think has caused this sudden, in your generation, kind of move towards being mm-hmm. even more emotionally driven, yeah. do you think? Um, I feel like a lot of it
2: has to do with social media and that can be positive and negative. I feel like in some ways my generation isn't so great at communicating, but in other ways we really are. Mm -hmm. And having that platform of like, I can throw all my emotions on this and nobody's going to judge me has been helpful for some people. And in other people, it's just been like, I'm going to throw all my problems on Twitter or on Instagram and just not deal with it. Yeah, And I've seen that and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like I Calm care down. about you, but I do not need to know uh, the yeah. information. Yeah. And so I feel like that really plays a role in it is people think that they have this outlet of like, I can put my emotions here and mm-hmm. not have them anywhere else.
1: Yeah. 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 I feel like, maybe this is not what you're saying, but w- just hearing you talk, your generation isn't super great at communicating. I think that's a stereotype mm-hmm. we hear mm-hmm. a lot. However, you are pretty good at connecting. Yes. I would say yes, like, absolutely. I would say staying this generation is, is yeah, staying connected to people and also like making that first move mm-hmm. of reaching out to people. Yeah. Like I, I don't feel like I do that very much. But then I may be more likely to communicate with the people Mm -hmm. who already have like that established relationship. That's so interesting. I don't know if that, I mean, again, I'm only basing it off of the people that I know and the situations that I'm in, but it's, there's some,
0: some positive. Yeah. And on both sides of it, you know, it's like every single thing in our life can be used for life giving Mm -hmm. things or you know, death, sin, or light. And so I feel like just even you bringing up social media, Mm -hmm. that's one of the things I was kind of thinking about too. It can be used as a tool by your generation, by people like you Mm -hmm. and other believers, people who are on fire for Jesus as such a tool of encouragement Mm -hmm. and light into the world. But then at the same time, I feel like your generation just has to watch out even more Mm -hmm. for how it can be used as a weapon of darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely what I was going to say is Mm -hmm.
2: it's a platform and how we use it is up to us. And Mm -hmm. I feel like people are so quick to say it's all social media's fault and it's all like the problem is that we have this option. Yeah. Yeah. And when it's really my attitude and what I decide to post and how I decide to look at it is really what changes things.
0: Yeah. That's such truth. I love that.
1: That's really good. So as again, this generation, that's just kind of one step ahead of you. What would you want to tell people? Like, what do we not know that's really hard for your Mm -hmm. generation right now? I mean, we talked a little bit about social media, but this could be anything that's hard for your generation um, or maybe a struggle or a new obstacle that's Mm -hmm. coming up. What's what's just really hard for you guys that like worked maybe for us or those older than us Mm. that just, it doesn't work for you guys. Yeah.
2: Um, Something that I wanted to say that again ties a little bit into social media is that everything is right in front of you Mm. and people can do with that what you want, but how I take it is it's so easy to get hurt because Mm. people just put things online or people just say things without thinking. And I feel like because... In my generation, everything is so fast paced. Stuff like that happens a lot where Mm. we think I can just say this and not think about it. And I feel like that can be a problem for everybody. But with me and my generation specifically, I feel like stopping and thinking (laughs) could be a really big issue for us Mm. that I'm working on. And I feel like that's something that should be important everywhere is like we take a second and say, is what I'm going to say is it going to benefit somebody or is it going to hurt somebody? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you
1: find yourself on social media like reacting re- reacting <laughs> reacting to things quickly? Like commenting or dming or or like replying? Do you find yes. yourself like yeah. in, not even thinking about right.
2: it? Usually it's in a positive sense. Okay. Like usually it's like, "Wow, you look so pretty in this" or "This photo is so cute," like stuff like that. Okay. But I have seen responses Like where it's just like right off the bat that is just like you should not have put that online Mm. where people don't think things through. And I feel like that is an issue. Yeah, yeah,
0: especially just even I think earlier Kayla or you might have mentioned like her generation being so open. Mm -hmm. And so I think sometimes when you're so open, you know, you can post something or you can reply exactly how you're feeling rather than stopping and thinking about, okay, what are the repercussions of this? Mm -hmm. Or what could this then spur and create that could maybe not be the best? Yeah, Yeah. and it's even
1: making me think like your generation is having to process so Mm -hmm. much more than we are. Like, if you're putting more out there, then you're having to socially react and process and deal with way more. I mean, in high school, especially towards the beginning, I mean, Instagram wasn't even out Mm -hmm. when I started high school. Like, you didn't carry as much of that home with you. Like, if you weren't specifically texting with someone and, like, making a point— to like have contact with them like that stuff didn't come home mm-hmm. when you came home it was it was left at school right. until you were there the next day or after the weekend so i just feel like you're having to process so many more yeah. like social situations and interactions with your peers
0: than we maybe had to at that Absolutely. time Absolutely. Yeah, I can agree with that for sure. So Gracie kind of leading into the next question, what do we not know that's actually a benefit of being a part of your generation? And what does your generation have to offer to this world, Mm. in your opinion? Yeah,
2: um, I really just feel like we have better people skills than people think that we do. Mm. And like you said, connecting is such a beneficial skill to have. And I feel like my generation, especially is very, I don't want to say extroverted because being introverted is not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But so many people, (laughs) (laughs) says the introvert over here. (laughs) So many people like have that quality of, I want to meet new people and I want to make people feel welcome. And I feel like no matter how you do that, that is what Jesus looks like, you know? And I feel like, I keep saying that. <laughs> I feel okay. like you just um, you're putting your feelings yeah, out there. You're being this is my heart. Just being a part of your yeah. generation. <laughs> it's great. Just all out in the open. <laughs> but yeah, like we're good at communicating. And even if it's I think people say like, just put your phone down. And try to talk to somebody in front of you. And I feel like the older generations just assume that we can't do that. And yes, there are people who do not know how to function without their phone for more than five minutes. But there are also a lot of people who have benefited from that and have said, okay, I can talk to somebody through a screen. Why can't I talk to them face-to-face? You know, And I feel like, for me at least, that realizing that you can be so comfortable with somebody through your phone, then why couldn't you be so comfortable yeah. in front of them? And so like that has mm. played into, this isn't as serious as I thought it was, you know? Like yeah. we're yeah. people, we can talk to each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah, can you think of anything like in the church mm. setting? How do you feel like your generation yeah. benefits the church as a whole? You know, whether it's, you know, the big C church or the mm-hmm. little C church, what do you mm-hmm. think your generation brings to that? Something that I've noticed, especially with people my
2: age, is when we have talents, we're better at
0: speaking up about it. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. i like, very passionate about yeah. getting plugged in mm-hmm. yeah. where you see God gifted yeah. you, and I could agree with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I
1: could yeah. see that too. Even with culture saying like, figure out who you are, right. and like, there's only one. There's a lot more. Um, being spoken about your individual self and mm-hmm. who who you are, and and while not always, is that looked at with a biblical identity, <laughs> right, right? But in the yeah. church, if you can take that within the context yeah. of the church and within the context of Christ, then like those things are true. That like Christ has given you a unique mm-hmm. identity in Him and created you uniquely, and that can be used in the church. Yeah,
0: yeah. I feel like another thing too, just even bringing on with those gifts and what you're talking about that I've personally seen and noticed is just such a boldness and a passion. Because I think Mm. now more than ever, if you're going to be a Christian and speak up for Jesus, you have to be bold because it's even less accepted Mm -hmm. in some ways than ever before. Yeah. Because of the way our world. Yeah, Christian has been. morality
1: is not the norm anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you have
0: to have such a passion, such a boldness more right. than ever before. I really believe to yeah. step out and say, I'm following Jesus and I'm gonna live my life for him. And and I see that in this next generation. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I
1: feel like it could easily be flipped. Some people would say like oh, the next generation doesn't respect authority as much mm. and speaks out a lot. But if that's channeled, like you were saying, in the right way, it's a platform if you use it right. the way it should be used and use it as a boldness and a braveness and a courage for Christ. Yeah, and absolutely. And to you know, kind of go against the grain in that way, then it's good. But if you're just using it to run your mouth, then right. not so right. much. That's not really being helpful <laughs> right. and
2: encouraging. And I think you are spot on like with that passion where no matter what it is, like our generation, I guess, has that instinct of this is what I believe in. I want to stand up for it. Mm. And in some senses, that is scary. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Because it's so many people. (laughs) But when it's about Jesus and when it's saying, I believe in the church and I believe in Christ, I'm going to stick with that. And like, I feel like my generation is once you're in, you're in you know, and there has been like so many, like I know so many people who have been so passionate and then lost it Mm -hmm. and just completely faded away. But like you said, that passion is just becoming more and more consistent because it's getting more serious. Because like you said, being a Christian isn't the norm anymore.
1: Yeah. I do wonder because it's pretty well known that somewhere between your age and my age, people usually stop going to church. Yeah, the statistics. Yeah. That's like, that's I just what it be. shows. Yeah. Um, and so I wonder if that will shift over the next I few hope so. years. <laughs> yeah, me too, me too. Yes. I hope those who, who are in it stay with it because mm-hmm. uh, the church needs those people. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Um, well, there's a scripture I wanted to read, um, which is probably familiar to a lot of you. Um, it might sound a little different cause I'm going to read the message just cause I like it. <laughs> um, but first Timothy four starting in verse 11 says, get the word out, teach all these things and don't let anyone put you down because you're young. Teach believers with your life by word, by demeanor, by love, by faith, by integrity, Stay at your post, reading scripture, giving mm-hmm. counsel, teaching, and that special gift of ministry you were given when you, when the leaders of the church laid hands on you and prayed, keep that dusted off and in use. So here Paul is encouraging Timothy to not let anyone write him off simply because mm-hmm. of how old he is, like right. simply because of his age. And actually, because of his age, because of how young he is, he can set an example for the believers in a lot of different areas of his character and walk with Jesus. Gracie, can you share with us about a time when you didn't let your age keep you from being obedient, what God wanted you to do?
2: Wow. Um, That has been a constant battle. I feel like ever since I was 10, there have been things that I was so passionate about and wanted to be a part of so badly, but I really felt like I'm so little, nobody's going to listen to me. Mm. And I think the main root of that, when I really stepped into that role of no matter if I'm 13 or 24, I still have a voice and I still have that obedience and that passion within me to do what Christ wants. So I think like the biggest moment was when I went on the Brazil mission trip for the first time with my mom. And it was through Riverside. And I remember just sitting there and the pastor said, by the way, we're going to Brazil this summer. And I looked at my mom and I was just like, we have to go. And how old were you when that <laughs> uh, happened? I want to say 12 or 13. It okay, was wow. the very first time That's that so I went. Bad. And that. so, yeah, it was so random and out of the blue and so we started saving for it and we went and it was one of the coolest experiences but I remember I was the youngest person there Mm. by a good 10 or 15 years and my everyone on my team was very very understanding of that and they wanted to push me out of my comfort zone and so that was so fun sitting around with the 50 year old women and (laughs) like making friends with all these people who were nothing like me And still being able to step up and pray for healing for somebody and going out to people's houses and giving them food and being that person that says, the Lord wants a relationship with you. And like in my brain, the enemy says, you don't even know that. You're not old enough to know that. But it's almost like something in me clicks. And Jesus says, you are my kid. You are my child. And you have this passion. Use it. And so I feel like that was really the first time where I got to step into that. And it's just grown since yeah. then. Thinking
1: about your relationship with Christ before that trip, yeah, or even maybe before the pastor said that, mm-hmm. and after that trip coming home, what did you learn about Christ that you didn't know before you went? Mm. I feel
2: like it was in so many little things that my attitude changed. Mm. And I had always been... I mean, I've always been a passionate person, but <laughs> like ever since I was little, I remember having a conversation with my dad when I was four and saying, I want to build houses for people in China.
0: Oh, <laughs> that and is I'm <laughs> crazy. Hey, love
2: it. And My poor dad was like, okay. <laughs> it's the
0: child-like thing, like, so God calls right. us to be like the little children.
2: <laughs> there, there. <laughs> he says that all the time. He's like, I had to let her go when she was so young. <laughs> um, but no, I really had that passion for it, but I never felt like I could do it. And so yes, I would, like, let that passion out in other ways. Mm. Like I would do local missions trips and I would love people in the ways that I could, but I never felt like I was brave enough to do big things on my own, I guess. And so like when it was just my mom and I going to Brazil, that was completely different for me because I mean, my dad and I have been close for so long and my mom and I are still super close, but that was just he was like my security blanket and going somewhere without him and without my older brothers, it just felt completely new because Mm -hmm. we did go to the Dominican Republic when I was 10 with my entire family through Northwoods and it was a dream and I loved it, but I don't think I was pushed as much because I had all my people surrounding me. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. and so that was just a completely different experience being there without my people, quote unquote. But after... That's what you asked me. Sorry. Yeah. Was, That's okay. <laughs> Sorry. Context is good. Context <laughs> is good. After I just, something in me changed. And like when I stepped off that plane back into Peoria, I feel like I had this new outlook. Mm. And again, positive is my thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I will hopefully forever stick with that. But it just felt even more like I had bumped it up a level. Yeah. Mm. And I had said, okay. I'm 14 now, but... Wow. so old. <laughs> I'm grown. <No. laughs> but I have this whole life ahead of me. Yeah. And I have all of these opportunities to love people in big ways and little ways. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it was such a simple thing, but it sprouted into this huge thing where I got to step out in a ton of different ways.
0: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. never too early to mm-hmm. invite the next generation into things. Oh, for, and and yeah. sometimes, obviously, it needs to, you know, when you're really young, be age-appropriate mm-hmm. and, like, train up and Absolutely. teach, you know, children wisdom with certain things. But that is just so cool that even at the age of 12 or 14, you are able to pray healing over people mm-hmm. and, and even see that modeled by the older yeah. women on the team. Mm-hmm. Like, that is even powerful. Mm-hmm. And that, I feel like, is yeah. our call is to invite that next generation into those things as much as we can, mm-hmm. because look how much you've grown yeah. now, yeah. and you're only seventeen. <laughs> yeah, I it's think amazing. one of
1: my favorite like phrases and truths I've learned since being in children's ministry is to be reminded that there's no junior Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That oh, wow, they're
2: yeah. that gave me the chills. same <laughs> Holy Spirit
1: that's working in the little seven-year-olds in my classroom as they pray and worship. It's the same Holy Spirit that's training and convicting and leading me as an adult Mm. and speaking to me. And so I always have to remind myself, sometimes I look at their prayers and it makes me chuckle or I'm like, (laughs) oh, so sweet. But I I really need to remember that it's not some junior level of Christianity that's working through them, that it's the same Holy Spirit speaking and moving to them even if they do just pray for pizza you know what Mm -hmm. amen amen (laughs) yeah
0: they are learning they are growing yeah Mm -hmm. and that's what matters yeah Yeah. it's really
2: cool and I am so grateful that I had people like you and people like my parents who saw that and called that out in me Mm -hmm. because if I didn't have those older people who knew me and understood me and loved me say hey Just because you're 17, it doesn't mean that you can't show people what Jesus looks like. And on that trip in Brazil, that big turning moment where I was asked to pray for healing or for somebody, I remember it was, (laughs) I was like, we were in this tiny village and I was trying to go back to the bus. And I was like up, I'd walked up this huge hill and I was at the top. And I remember the bus was like 10 feet in, t- in front of me. And I hear somebody go, Gracie, come here. And I turned around and I was like, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not right now. <laughs>
2: and Joe G, who was my buddy on the mission trip, we have people that we need to stay by so we don't get lost. (laughs) Um, Good system. Yep, good system. And he was like, come here. I want you to pray for this guy. And I was like, fine. (laughs) And I was like, okay, God, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do. And I just kept saying that over and over again all the way down this big hill. (laughs) And I got in there and it was like the room changed. And like I said, that attitude shift of, Mm -hmm. I can do this, you know? And so that was like the whole moment of God is working through me, even though I'm a yeah. baby.
0: <laughs> you know what's <laughs> crazy?
1: This just came to mind is that when you were like oh man, 11 or 12, maybe oh before your family switched churches. So okay. you're still in Northwoods. Um, you actually like, well, I mean, also your mom a little bit too, but you... Like caused me to step out of my comfort zone mm. as like a 16 or 17 year old to pray for healing because you broke your foot, your ankle. Yeah. What'd you do? What did yeah. you do to your foot?
2: Um, I jumped off a railing onto a trampoline. Yes. <laughs> and um, I pulled a piece of bone off my foot. Yes. That's okay. so funny.
1: So yes. I don't know why, but that picture that your mom shared came mm. through my social media. Good good thing about <laughs> social media. Not that long ago. And so as like a, this Mm -hmm. happened on, you know, this day so many years ago. And it was me and Alex and Nathan all crouched around you and you were on your crutches and we were praying for your foot and your ankle. And you literally took your boot off and started running around. And I was like, what? Do we just, I mean, we didn't do that, but did did that really just happen in response
0: to us just... Pray, like, mm-hmm. what? So yeah, you've you've done the same thing for me. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Well, God is obviously up to some really cool things in your life. And thank you so much for just sharing, you know, a little bit of that yeah, journey and different absolutely. things He's been teaching you. Um, but Gracie, what would you say now? How are you seeing God work in your life right now? And what is mm-hmm. He cultivating in your heart just as of now? Um, I'm in a season
2: of change. And senior year is so fun and so relaxing, but a lot of big stuff is about to happen. Mm -hmm. I'm choosing where I want to go to school and finalizing what I want to do with my life. And I feel like sometimes I have this attitude of, it's not that serious. Everything's going to be okay. And sometimes I'm like, I have to have every detail worked out for the next 12 years, (laughs) (laughs) which I go in between. But I really feel like, even more now than ever, I have to lean into the Lord and I have to involve Him in those big decisions because it really is what I wanna do with my life. And so that has been like played out in smaller ways where I find free time, whether it's driving in my car or when I wake up in the morning just to sit and be with him. And I feel like I'm such a talker, obviously. I mean, obviously. I love it. It's wake God's gifted. But I'm finding the beauty in just sitting at the Lord's feet. And whether it's listening to music or singing or just being there has really given me a whole new perspective on this is a big decision and I need to do this right now and that whole idea of this is important. And because of that, The Lord is going to have His hand in that, and so I feel like that has just been a huge thing. The biggest thing that the Lord has taught me is when you listen and when you obey, His hand is going to be in whatever you do. Mm.
1: Absolutely, so good, so good. You were just saying how you're like, we need to talk about that. We need to unpack that a little bit more about what it looks like to cultivate obedience. Yeah, Yeah. on obedience
0: coming soon because that is so powerful. Mm -hmm. It really is in any point in your life, any season there comes to be new things that God is putting on Mm -hmm. your heart that you have to be obedient to. And so, yeah, just keep walking in that and keep listening to him. And so cool to hear even in a busy life of a senior in high school, Mm -hmm. there's so many things that are going on around you that you're still trying to make that time for quiet and just being before the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Um, So one last thing before we close,
1: Gracie, can you tell us, um, How should we, as those who are ahead of you, the next generation, be praying for Mm -hmm. your generation? Wow.
2: Um, One thing that I would say specifically is just to continue to pray. I mean, you pray for me all the time. (laughs) Continue to pray that we will be consistent Mm -hmm. and we will be committed to this boldness and this passion that we have in our faith. And that will only continue to grow in the little things that we do, but also the big things that we do.
0: That's good. That's great. Really well, I would love to, after I kind of close this out here, if I'd be able to pray just yeah. over you, Gracie, yeah. and just over your generation, just yeah. that God would give them that boldness. But Gracie, it was just such an honor to hear what you had to say and and how you're reaching others for Christ in, in your generation. So to any listeners who may be in high school or college and are living for Jesus or in that season or um, fighting the good fight, for the Lord, right where they're at, I would just encourage you to continue to set an example in the way you're living your life Mm -hmm. because Jesus is so pleased with you and the way that you're living set apart for Him and His glory. So I'll just close this off today by praying for us. Dear Jesus, Lord, we just thank you so much. God, just specifically for Gracie. um, Lord, I thank you so much for just the way that you are cultivating just a heart um, to love on others in her sphere of influence and and just cultivating a heart of leadership for her generation. I um, mean, just pray over the next few years, Lord, as she just navigates this next season of her life that she would listen to you um, above all the other noise around her, that she would listen to you and that she would be a leader for her generation um, in the way that she's living her life um, completely sold out for you. And so God, we just pray that you would just bless her. And Lord, we pray that you would give this next generation just a holy boldness and passion for you that no matter what is going on around them, no matter what others say or think or try to persuade them with, that they would not be persuaded, God, that the only one that would direct their steps would be you and your spirit guiding them. And so God, I just pray protection over this generation. Um, that you would be their king, that you would be their Lord above any other idols, above social media, above um, the idols of sin, just whatever it is, God, I just pray that you would give them a boldness and courage and bravery to be able to stand out and shine their lights for you. So Jesus, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for Gracie and Lord, just go before us um, as we continue in other episodes. Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you so much for listening. We're excited to talk with you next time.